Welcome to Life Words Day by Day. You know, several years ago, I jumped in a taxi with several other men, and we began our journey to Port-au-Prince, Haiti. None of us were prepared for what we discovered there. Upon setting foot outside the airport, men rush you and they grab your bags, whether you want them to or not, and they walk with you while both of you carry the bag, and they are just begging with each step. They want to be paid for carrying your bag. We finally made it to our taxi and then to the compound we were staying in, a secure facility, tall concrete walls, razor wire on top to keep people out. And after settling in and catching our breath, we climbed in what's known as a top top, which is a small truck with a small cover. And we set out to see the earthquake damage in the heart of Port-au-Prince. As we walked along the street that circled the broken down cathedral, you began to hear broken English coming from the gauntly looking men and women lining the dirt roads. Hey you, hey you, I know you hear me. At one point, a lady ran up to us and cut us off. She wouldn't be denied. She stood there, baby in her arms, pleading with us to help her and her baby. She said, I have nothing, I'm just trying to survive. That was the routine life there. If we were to go back today, I'm sure we would see much of the same. The need is so great and the pressure from the people so intense that you really don't know where to start or what can be done. What do we have to give people in that situation? What do we have to give as a church? What can we do? Well, in our text this morning, we find a very similar setting. A couple of men who encounter a beggar going through his routine of just trying to survive. Peter and John were carrying on their routine business, doing what they routinely did. The Spirit-empowered church is, in one sense, routine. It carries on with its daily life. The call to holiness and following Christ does not mean that you move into the hills all by yourself or with a few others. The call to follow Christ means you follow Him, and from what we know of His ministry, He was engaged in the routine, everyday things. He met a woman at the well. He hung out with fishermen. He went to the synagogue. He went to weddings. In one sense, Jesus lived a very ordinary life because, in a sense, he was an ordinary human. And so here we find Peter and John doing the ordinary thing. The promise of the Holy Spirit has come upon them and dwelt them, and they continue to do routine things. Perfectly natural for the Christian to do the routine things of life. For many of us, our call is to the everyday things of life. Sometimes, in fact, most of the time, the hardest calling is not to the jungles of a remote island, but rather the hardest calling is sometimes the juggling of the routine. And what makes it difficult is finding purpose in the routine. This eternal, global impact kind of purpose. Can I really bring others to find their joy in God through Christ here at the truck stop that I work or the bakery that I work at or the bank where I'm employed? I see the same people over and over, and we have the same conversations. But you know what? On that day in Acts, they were not the only ones following their daily routine. Another person is introduced in this story in chapter 3, verse 2. This man heard the same knock on his door every day as he lay in his bed. And I wonder if he thought maybe today things would be different, and he would try to move his legs off the bed. But it didn't happen. So the same men shuffle in, pick him up, 
and make the hike up to the temple again. They did this day after day. This was the nameless man's routine to be laid down at the temple gate, to call out for alms like a stuck record, but never allowed to go into the temple. This wasn't a man who was a stranger to the people who came to the temple. He was like a piece of furniture at the temple, always there. Both Peter and John and the crippled man were doing what they routinely did. There's no telling how many times Peter and John had passed this man before as they were walking into the temple. So who was different that day and what was different? Was the crippled man any different on this day than he had been previously? Well, nothing in the text indicates this. He had been crippled from birth, consistently being brought to the gate to beg. This is the idea we're together from verse 2. Well, what about Peter and John? Were they different? Well, yes. They had just had the Pentecost experience. They had just experienced God fulfill the promise of Jesus by sending the Holy Spirit to receive and remain with them. They had seen thousands of people repent of their sin, trust in Christ, and receive forgiveness of sin. They had publicly identified themselves as receiving Christ by being baptized. Peter and John had been a part of all of this, and now they're going into the world under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Situations, scenarios, and people look different when you are walking with Christ filled with the Holy Spirit. These men had seen Jesus react compassionately to people before, yet it never led them to respond to people as Jesus did. But only when Jesus filled them through His Spirit and lived through them did Peter and John see this man differently. This section is the crux of the passage through the power of Jesus living through Peter and John, this man is healed in dramatic fashion. A routine day for the both of them turns into a radical day. Instantly, this man's bones were put back into joint. His muscles were strengthened, and he learned to walk in a day. And so there he goes like Tigger, bouncing and laughing his way through the temple for everyone to see. You always get more than you expect when it comes to Jesus. What did Jesus do while he was here on earth? Well, whatever he was doing, he's now doing through the apostles. The apostles' miracles were signs pointing to a larger reality. And that is this, that in God's kingdom, when it comes in full restoration, people will be completely restored and healed physically, mentally, spiritually. And what we see in the book of Acts are just small installments, bite-sized pieces that show us that they are to direct us and to put our hope in Jesus. You don't have to go to Haiti to find beggars or people in need. Neither do we have to wait for a revival to break out before great things happen for God's kingdom. Jesus wants to work through us, his church, in the routine things of life to point people to his power to save and heal and restore. But it happens when we submit to him, admit to him that we are weak and he is strong. The routine can be turned into radical when we are abiding in Christ. So when you pray today, ask the Lord to help you see people the way he sees them. And also pray for Rama Bochum in Myanmar. Pray also for the Mompruli broadcast in Ghana.